Titans Radio. Before and after each Titans game, we keep the conversation going on Titans Tonight with Titans great Keith Fullen, Mike Keith, and Amy Wells. Welcome to Pinnacle Financial Partners Titans Tonight. Here's the voice of the Titans, Mike Keith. We welcome you to Titans Tonight, presented by Pinnacle Financial Partners with Amy Wells and Keith Bullock. I'm Mike Keith. So glad to have you with us on this Tuesday evening, December 15th, as we move towards week 15. And that means the Detroit Lions are on tap. 12.02 Central Time kickoff, 11 a.m. on the air for Titans Countdown. And if you're going to watch it on TV, please make note. It will not be on Fox. It has been moved as of yesterday to CBS. So check your local listings for that. Some uh, administrative work to begin tonight, Amy Wells. Yeah, but I appreciate that. Programming notes to start off the day. It's good. Programming notes, indeed. Keith Bullock, the way to start off this week was to go to Jacksonville and get a victory and not ever let it get interesting. And that's exactly what the Titans did. They never let that ball game get interesting on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, um, not for Jacksonville fans. And at this time of the year, when you're playing a team that has no um, inclination of really even making the playoffs, don't let them compete. You just make it quick and easy for them. And on one side, and for you guys, you just go as the Titans did. And, you know, it's almost like a, you call it a dress rehearsal for, you know, upcoming games. And that's how they treated the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was a real game, but the Titans pretty much handled them as they should. Jacksonville did not really get anything started offensively all day. What did the Titans defense do better in this game that you could tell from just watching it? Well, I think that Jacksonville definitely wanted to come out and try to establish a run. They have a nice runner down there, um, nice rookie running back. And from what I saw early in the game, the Titans sniffed every single thing out that the Jacksonville Jaguars tried to want that they wanted to do from the run game. And that put the Jaguars in a lot of third and long situations. And, you know, Titans did a great job giving up the field on third down. And they needed to. Amy, tell everybody how they can submit questions for Mr. Monday Night Keith Bullock. Head on over to Twitter. Use hashtag Titans tonight. Hashtag Titans tonight. Type your question. Send it to me. I'll ask Mike Keith. Keith Bullock. We'll get some answers for you guys. So hashtag Titans tonight over on Twitter. All right. So we got to get people moving, right? That's the job. Yeah. Moving and grooving. Let's go. All right. All right. So a couple of notes. Uh, the Titans have today activated Christian Fulton, their rookie second-round pick from LSU. Uh, he was placed on injured reserve on Halloween, was designated to return on November the 24th. The window was closing, and so the Titans had to make a decision against about him, and they have made the decision to bring him back. Fulton played as a reserve at Denver in the season opener, had four tackles. Played as a reserve and had four tackles in his first career interception against Jacksonville. Had five tackles and a sack at Minnesota. So he had a super September, but then was not active against Buffalo due to COVID. Started against Houston and Pittsburgh and had three hits in each game. And then ever since has been on IR. Keith, this secondary needs everybody it can get. And from what this young man showed early in the year, he could be a big boost coming back late. Yeah, right now is the time that you want to get in there and show as much as you can. For one, you're on a team that is in first place and um, heading to the playoffs, so you want to get playing time. And for two, um, <clears throat> this is a great time of the year to get you some film. You get out and you play, you know, great spot situational football for this Tennessee Titans team. Um, whereas you never know what your future holds after this season. For So for guys like that, of course, 
one is to help the team that you're currently on now, but you go out and you have a good showing and, you know, it's a business at the end of the day, the Titans might not have roster room for a particular player um, that was a big contributor uh, this year, but at the same time, they put themselves in a position to latch on and, and get some big time playing time somewhere else. Mike Keith, can I ask you a question about injured reserve and the way things are working this season? Because sure. we've seen guys be activated after there's three weeks on IR, of course, and then there's the three-week kind of reacclimation period. Then we've seen people come back. What comes to mind is Adoree Jackson, what people ask about the most. They're still on the active roster, haven't seen them on the field yet. When it comes to the postseason – are there, if you're not on the active roster, you're still on injured reserve throughout, right? Like the postseason isn't a different thing. So a guy who's on IR in week 17 will still be on injured reserve in the postseason, correct? Well, you have to miss three games on IR. I mean, okay. that's, that's the bottom line. I mean, the, the, the simple fact of it is this year's IR is you have to miss three games. So at the point that you have missed three games, then you are eligible to return. There is a window for you to come back. It's a 21-day window where you can come back and practice without counting against the active roster. The 21 days with Fulton, up. So they had to make a decision. They have decided to move him to the active roster. If they did not, then he would have reverted to IR and he's out for the year just like in a, a normal IR situation. If you have to go on IR twice, you're out for the year. Dane Crookshank had to go on IR a second time. He's done for the year. So at this point, they have three guys who've come back from IR and from long stretches of being in that 21-day window and then being activated who haven't played. Uh, Adoree is obviously guy number one. He did practice some last week. Uh, Christian Fulton has been practicing for three weeks, and so he was activated today. The other one is Darrington Evans, the third-round pick out of Appalachian State, and he's been getting a, a really good amount of work. It seems like he's ready. Uh, I mean, guys just carried five times for 21 times this year. I think most of us figured that he would have the Jeremy McNichols role uh, that he would be 50 to 100 carries and catches and and who knows what. Uh, because of injury, that has not panned out, but we'll see. You know, is this the week that they unleash him because he's a different sort of guy than what they're playing right now due to his speed? And, Keith, he should really have fresh legs right now. These guys who have been out should be very fresh at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and that's the spark that this team could use. You know, I think that they're playing great football, obviously, with the names that we know, the Derrick Henrys, the A.J. Browns, they're making their plays consistently. But there are games where you need some other contributors. And look, if these guys are getting a roster spot and they're getting the opportunity to uh, get in the game and make plays, like I said earlier, um, you know, the best thing you can do is uh, play your way into a position for either this team or a team in the future by contributing to wins um, while you get your opportunity this, this fall. To Zar Skipper, outside linebacker, after being called up for the second game from the practice squad, would have reverted back to the Titans practice squad. But instead, due to injury, he has been placed on the practice squad injured reserve. Amy, that didn't look good when he came to the sidelines in Jacksonville the other day. No, it didn't. He was clearly in a lot of pain, and they took him from the tent straight over into the locker room. Never what you want to see, especially at that position. <laughs> I mean, the Titans need some depth on the defensive side of the ball in a lot of different areas. And so you hate to see a guy get hurt. If you're a Titans fan, you especially hate to see a defensive player get hurt. Well, so he's on IR, as is Jadevian Clowney. Uh, Kamala Correa now plays for Jacksonville. Uh, called up the active roster today in Las Vegas, Vic Beasley. So here's what the Titans have right now at outside linebacker. They have Harold Landry, Derek Roberson, 
and then two players on the practice squad, Wyatt Ray and 33-year-old Brooks Reed. Brooks Reed, who's been in the league for quite some time, a guy that started his career with Houston, played with Atlanta, uh, has done some good things. Keith, is this the point? If Brooks Reed is going to give you something, this is the moment you go to him because of his experience? Yeah, I mean, that's why he's there. You know, he's a veteran. He, Mike Vrabel's familiar with him. He's familiar with Mike Vrabel. Um, at 33, he's probably not making the same plays he was making at 23, but he can still give you some solid fundamental play. And this would be the time, you know, when you're when you're down in numbers and you want someone in the game that you know is going to – that you can trust. Coaches are big on trust. So you want someone in the game – that you can trust to make the right football decisions, to make the right football plays, to be in the right um, places at the right time. And that always gives you a chance to win over someone who has absolutely no clue or is unfamiliar with the system or how the defense is supposed to work. You know, there was a play, there's a player available right now who cleared waivers earlier this week. And I'm surprised we haven't already gotten a question about him at hashtag Titans tonight. I'm talking about Tajay Sharp. Tajay Sharp let go in Minnesota, cleared waivers, could sign anywhere, uh, knows this offense, certainly was well thought of by John Robinson and Mike Vrabel. And so I'm sure people are asking, you know, do you think about bringing him back to the practice squad? Do you, because, you know, Amy, he has that familiarity with what you do. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can see that. I can see that, especially in a year like this year, when you're trying to get depth and you're trying to get people who are already familiar with your system, have that veteran knowledge of what needs to be done and what the expectations are. I, I can see it. Um, I would be surprised, I think, um, especially in a situation with what the Titans have going right now at wide receiver while you love to have that depth, it seems like those practice squad positions could be used in other places. Um, offensive line jumps out at me. Outside linebacker jumps out at me. Uh, in the secondary, there's some needs. So a place where you're rotating through guys a little bit more. I mean, barring injury, the Tennessee Titans are sitting pretty good at receiver. And now I'm going to go walk, knock on some wood because I just said that. Well, it's true. I, I, I guess that, you know, when, when people ask these questions, it's like Reggie Gilbert, who was playing for Jacksonville, just got cut by the Jaguars. Uh, he's a guy the Titans traded for to play outside linebacker. So, I, I mean, at this point in the year, it's way past the trade deadline, Keith. You're looking for guys who can help you. And if somebody has knowledge of a system, whether it be on offense or defense, especially with the fact that you can add vested veterans to the practice squad, it would seem to make sense. Yeah, right now with the new way that the practice squad and everything is set up, I think from a general manager and head coach standpoint, I'm looking for depth and experience. Um, you know, I don't think I'm looking for a guy that I can, you know, um, you know, hide on my roster to next spring to, you know, hopefully develop and be a big time player for us in 2021. I think the way that this season is going with so many different COVID protocols, and then you got to factor in the injuries. Um, you got to go with experience, experience and, um, you know, knowledge of the game and of systems would help best um, over a younger, a younger player right now. Your questions for us at hashtag Titans tonight. This is Titans tonight sponsored by Pinnacle Financial Partners. The next opponent is Detroit, and that means Matthew Stafford normally. Uh, we don't know if he's going to play due to uh, a rib injury of some sort. Keith, how difficult is it on a defense to spend the week not knowing an opponent because you haven't played him in four years and then not knowing if their quarterback is going to play their starter? Uh, I think it would be I think it would be difficult and under certain different circumstance. I think at this time of the year, um, a team like the Titans who controls their own destiny uh, when you're playing a team like Detroit, you worry about yourself. Um, you know that 
Adrian Peterson is their leading rusher. I mean, I, I remember playing against Adrian Peterson. Um, you know, not to take away anything from AP. Um, look, he's just a, a 34, 35-year-old running back. And then you have Matt Staff Stafford possibly not playing. I think that the defense, um, in the defensive meeting room, you know, um, your mouth should be watering to get after these guys defensively and, you know, really put a number on them. And then offensively, when you look at Detroit's defense, they're giving up over 120, 130 yards a game on the ground. So, look. That O-line, you know, is resting up and, you know, Arthur Smith uh, is probably getting a game plan together similar to last week. I don't think anything right now um, the Titans need to change. Um, definitely not offensively. Defensively, you can always get better. You can always get better in all three phases. But going up against a team where, you know, they don't have much going for them playoff-wise, it's similar to last weekend. You just go in. You handle your business, you get on top of them early, and you just keep them down, and you get out of there with a win. As a matter of fact, from a mathematical standpoint, the New York Times says they have roughly a 1% chance right now of making the playoffs. And when that was brought up to interim coach Daryl Bevel, uh, he came back with a fantastic response. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> that to me in this day and time you know, that's, it's probably not why he said it but when you think about it amy if you if you hear somebody say something like that they quote a, a movie that is part of the common mindset um a lot of coaches don't do that they don't show that kind of personality not a bad move by Daryl Bevel, quite frankly. <laughs> oh, no, I think it. I think that's good with your team because everybody understands a good Dumb and Dumber reference. Like, I've seen no movies, and I know Dumb and Dumber. So it's a, it's a well-known reference. And it also is good as members of the media when you ask a coach something and he kind of gives you something funny or he plays along. Mike Vrabel's great about doing that. He, uh, for all of his seriousness and – uh, straight talk. He's a pretty funny dude, and uh, he'll play with the media a little bit, and I like that. It makes things a little bit easier when there's some levity in the conversation. Yeah, and you know what? Um, you know, to Daryl Bre Bevel's um, to play to what he said to his genius, he can really go into his uh, team meeting room and be like, guys, I just got – we have a 1% chance to make the playoffs. So you're going into the week with some positivity because you're not fully eliminated and – you know, that's why the Titans need to come out and play bully ball on Sunday, kind of what they did last week. I think, um, you know, uh, the Titans are in that phase of, you know, um, being towards the end of the year and playoffs are right on the cusp and not giving anything up to anyone that doesn't deserve it. How much of a shred of a chance do you need for it to be considered positive momentum? Like 1% isn't. I mean, that's not huge, but I guess there is a chance. Mathematically, you're not completely eliminated, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, honestly, as a player, each week is different. You you lose last week and you come back and your coach has to say something to get you up. And if you're coming and if you have a 1% chance to possibly make the playoffs, which means you have to win the rest of your games and then everything else has to fall into place. And if you're getting the opportunity on the Detroit Lions to play a playoff caliber team, like the um, Tennessee Titans, you're going to come out and, you know, play your best football. That's why, you know, I can't emphasize enough how important it is for the Titans to have a repeat performance of last week to just come out and stuff them right away and not even give them that hope that they arrive to the stadium with because they will show up to the stadium with the attitude that they're going to win because, I've been on teams where we might have been, you know, out of the playoffs mathematically or might have had, yeah, just we're just out of the playoffs. But, you know, we get up to play spoiler. Like if we can spoil someone's chances to go to the playoffs, then let's do it. Because if we're not going, they're not going. That was always the mentality. Hashtag Titans tonight. That's how you ask a question via Twitter. Amy Wells, Keith Bullock, and me, Mike Keith. This is Titans tonight. Presented by Pinnacle Financial Partners on Titans Radio. Have a say in this year's Pro Bowl vote. Presented by Bryce Mahomes going to take off for it. The Pro Bowl may look different this year, but the best players will still be recognized. Best in the business, baby, Calvin Cook.
So, who showed out? Tyler Murray! What a strike! Who brought the energy and the hustle? JJ with the hit, the ball is out! Who made the historic plays? The speed of DK Metcalf! Show your love, cast your vote, and make sure your favorite players still earn their place on the 2021 Pro Bowl roster. Vote today at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. It's countdown to kickoff, Tennessee Titan Flameheads. If you hunger for victory, Kentucky legend is the fuel for your fire. Because every Tennessee warrior knows... Only a legend can feed a Titan. Kentucky legend. The one brand of premium meats, hand-selected and double-smoked to southern slow perfection for a flavor and juicy tenderness unlike anything mere mortals have savored. Go forth and find must-win game day recipes at KentuckyLegend.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. When you get to be my age, you've seen just about everything. But the one thing I plan on never seeing is out-of-pocket expenses that Medicare doesn't pay for. And with Medicare supplement coverage from Farm Bureau Health Plans, I'll never be out of network. So I can use the doctor I want to choose. So if you're turning 65 and have questions about Medicare supplement plans or dental and vision coverage, talk to a representative today or visit us at FBHP.com. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Plan on us. Taking your questions on Twitter using hashtag Titans Tonight. Mr. Monday Night, the voice of the Titans and Titans Amy are ready to answer them next on Pinnacle Titans Tonight. This is Titans Radio. 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back. This... This is Titans Tonight, presented by Pinnacle Financial Partners, and we've pulled a little surprise on Keith Bullock tonight. Because it's Detroit this weekend, and because there was a memorable 2004 performance by the Titans linebackers in the win over Detroit, Keith Bullock, Brad Castle is on the line. No. <laughs> That's my guy. Hey, he's one of my all-time favorite teammates right here, Brad Castle. Holy cow, this is a great surprise. What's up, Brad? How you doing, man? What's up, brother? Dude, I wish you I wish I could get the camera to work because if you saw my hair, you would enjoy it. Cause I got uh I got bleach blonde hair that's all spiked up. <laughs> they cut into a mullet. <laughs> Hey, I'm not surprised you can't get the camera to work. This technology thing, uh, man, not, you know. No, dude, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm new age now, dude. I'm a school teacher. I can Google me. Oh, wow. You know how it is. Love it. Right, I so, love it. All right, Brad, take us through. Now, wh- where are you now? And you started to talk about what you're doing with your life. Former Titans linebacker Brad Castle is our guest, surprising Keith Bullock. You should see Keith's face right now. He's pretty happy guy that you're on here he was telling brad castle stories last week um so so brad tell tell everybody what you're doing right now um i am a football coach and teacher at lago vista high school uh close to austin texas now i will say i will say you know i'm supposed to say i'm a school teacher first but i don't know that i'm the best school teacher but uh you know the, the kids the kids enjoy having me be the teacher. I don't know if I'm teaching them anything, uh, but then I'm also a uh, defensive coordinator and we had a long playoff run. So some of the kids dyed their hair. So I dyed my hair <laughs> and I look like a lunatic. Awesome. <laughs> hey, I bet the kids love it. I bet the kids enjoy um, being in your class, man. I'm sure you give them some really good life lessons, even if um, you don't think you're good with that. Uh, you know, school, school plan, but, um, how, how did your, how did your team do, man? How did your team do and how are you enjoying coaching football and life after football? Well, dude, um, I love coaching the kids. Um, you know, for a while, uh, basically, I mean, I got into the business thing and did that, but you know, there was really no passion for any of that. So 
uh, I finally came back around and realized, uh, you know, I love football and, you know, it's been a, it was a huge part of my life, just like it's been a huge part of your life and all our lives. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to be part of it. And, you know, um, through this, that, and the other, I became a born again Christian first. And then, you know, I needed to serve somewhere. So I figured like that would be the, ble- the best place for me to serve. And it's been awesome, dude. The kids love it, man. We get hyped for Friday. I mean, we live for Friday, dude. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah. we, get, we get crunk, dude. I mean, <laughs> you know, and I stole the defense what we call the defense is his squad. And I actually took that from okay. Eric Forrest, uh, you know, from my rookie year with the Titans. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a blessing. We to go out there and have fun because – like when I watch football on TV, I don't really feel it. I got like be down there, you know, as part of it. And it, it's a lot of fun. It's, uh, you know, and I remember how, how important football was to me to, you know, help me yeah. out with life lessons and things of that nature. Uh, but, you know, the teaching aspect of it, you know, all kids need love and, you know, and, you know, in today's world, it can be a struggle to be a young kid. So, you know, being there to, help them and encourage them no matter what uh, walk of life they're from. I've really enjoyed it. The lesson planning, that's, that's rough, but right, right, right. the other part yeah. is good. Well, look, man, like <clears throat> I, I always say, man, that, um, you know, that that group of linebackers that I had coach Mack on the phone uh, on the show <laughs> last week, man, you already know how that goes, <laughs> but um, you, um, you know, Cody, Rocky, the two Rockies, like Peter, you know, that time where, you know, we weren't running many games, but, you know, it's almost um, we kept each other going and everything. And I just remember you always just say, man, we would be back in, in um, Plano digging ditches if we weren't here. So I ain't even worried about it. And the fact that uh, you always knew that, you know, you weren't the, the fastest, most athletic, but I know every I knew I could count on you every single down that you were out there. And, you know, that's what, what the game is about. And I really appreciated you as a, as a player, as a person. And I really love your story because CO got you in here as a long snapper and you ended up being one of the baddest uh, middle linebackers, uh, you know, that I played with. So that's pretty awesome. Well, dude, it was a, it was a pleasure to play with you and, you know, to see somebody uh, with your, with your ability, it was fun to watch too, man. So, uh, you know, uh, and, and the way you welcomed us in, man, you you, tra- you treated it just like uh, we were kidding folk. You know, me and Cody, a bunch of hillbillies from the sticks. <laughs> we always, were always cool with us. And I thought, you know, that meant a lot to us. And, uh, you know, and then being able to watch you play. I mean, you're probably the most athletic linebacker I've ever seen play. So you made some some incredible plays. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Let me ask you one thing, Brad. So we're playing Detroit this weekend. Season finale 2004, you go out in that game and make 19 tackles. Got yourself a million-dollar contract the next year. Keith Bullock showed out in that game, game that you didn't have to have, and you guys were playing it like it was the Super Bowl. It was – I mean, the effort was unbelievable in a game that just gave the Titans their fifth win of that season. Yeah, that was a rough one, but it was it was good to end on a on a good note, on a high note. You know, if you're only going to win five games, you might as well. Win. <laughs> but I, yeah, yeah. I I still remember one of the plays, Keith. I remember Keith getting on to me on one of these plays. We ran we were in like one slam or something, and the back stepped to me, and went back under, and I cut him loose, and Keith sucked, and they, and they caught the screen on that play for like twenty yards. And Keith's like, "What are you doing, man? You let him go." <laughs> And I was like, oh, they called a penalty. Don't worry about it. They called a penalty for the place coming back. <laughs> hey, man, it was some good times. 19 tackles. That's a hell of a ball game. I remember that game, man. I remember um, I was telling the folks on the show last <laughs> last week how um, you had your notebook full of Coach Mack sayings. And um, it was probably over like 50 to 100. And Coach Mack and Mike Keith, they do the calls every Sunday. And I've gotten into a habit to at least – listen to 15 minutes um, of their call. So I'm always in the car on a Sunday and um, it always takes me back to those, to those um, linebacker rooms <laughs> with you guys in there and Coach Mack with his um, sayings, his personnels and everything, man. I very much appreciate you being a part of my football family. Yeah, man. Well, we had fun. Like I say, hey, Coach Mack's got some one-liners, dude. He, he's kind of like a cross between, 
you know, like a politician and a and kind of a farmer. He's got all these crazy. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know where they come up with some of these. Hey, you think about that. Though. Think about Seal Bracado, and, and think about this impact on your life, Brad. The, he wanted to bring you in because he thought you were a good player at North Texas, and he couldn't get everybody else interested. And the way he got them interested is they said, we need a long snapper. And he said, oh, Brad Castle, long snap. <laughs> Which was actually not true, correct? Yeah, that was not true. But the the night before I went to – before I drove up to Nashville, he said, Brad, whatever they ask you to do, you just say you can do it. And I'm like, well, all right. He's like, no, no, no. Whatever they ask you to do, say you can do it. I'm like – what does that even mean? <laughs> and so after the first practice, I'm about to walk back in the building and Lowry's like, um, Coach Lowry goes, hey, why don't you come out here and snap a few? And I kind of looked at him funny. He's like, you snap, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I snap. <laughs> <laughs> and we went, we went out there and I had never, you know, even I may have farted around with it one or two times just messing around in college. And then so – you know, punter gets back there at 15 yards. And I'm like, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hum this sucker back there. I threw it probably 15 feet over his head, and I was like, oh no, 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 that, you know, I just gotta get warmed up. And I had four or five, and they were really bad snaps. And then as we were walking into the building, he's like, he looked at me, he said, "You've never snapped before, have you?" I was like, "No." And he's like, "Ah, co." Then <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. The phone call it out before where he said, whatever they ask you to do, say you can do it. And I was like, okay, um, that's some strange, like Yoda stuff coming out, but I'll take it. Do you have kids now that remind you of you when you played and you thought, oh, and, and you now think, oh, my goodness, what must my coaches have thought of me if I was like this? Oh, yeah, they're all – that's why I tell these kids, I say, look, I'm you. I'm just way ahead of years. The things that you're thinking, I already know what you're thinking. You're not that smart, you know. They're all – I mean, and they're great kids, but young men are young men, and they're, you know, they're something else. But I, I like it because as a coach, you have just a different relationship with your players. But, you know, if you go out there on Friday night and you lay it on the line for your teammates – you know, I respect you. And what I tell them is, if you if I ever call you a football player, that's the highest uh, accolades I could give you. You may never make it to the NFL. You may never do this. But that's just because God didn't give you the attributes that other people did. But if you're a true football player, you're a man, and that's what football is made for. Because you're going to go out there, you're going to lay it on the line, you're going to do what you have to do for your teammates, and then, you know, that's it. And they play – man, my kids play – they play hard. I mean, that's that's why I love it, you know. If you go out there and see people play football the correct way, uh, man, it's, it's just cool at any level, at any level. I'll tell you this. You could have played for Mike Vrabel. You you would like how this bunch plays, and they, they have a bunch of guys who, who did it like you did it. They, they did it the hard way. They appreciate it, and they love it every day. It's why it's fun to be around them. And that's, Brad, that's why it was so fun to be around you, and we still – Love to tell Brad Castle stories, and this Detroit game got us thinking about that. I know you got to get to a basketball game, but thanks for learning technology, and thanks for making time. <laughs> Man, I'm not that far behind. I'm just saying, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a few things I can't. I, I know the Internet pretty well, you know, Google Meets. The Zoom is where you threw me off. It would have been Google Meets. <laughs> Great but, job. Thank you. Thanks, bro. Right, I appreciate thanks you, brother. Miss you, man. Great talking hey, to you. It's good to see you. You looking good, man. <laughs> you too. Y'all take it easy. All right. So there he is. Defensive coordinator man. outside Austin, Texas. Um, Amy, you heard some of it. You you hear the Texas in him and <laughs> greatest characters in the history of the Tennessee Titans. I'm just in awe that I got to experience that. I've heard so many stories to finally live that moment. I, I, I'm I'm at a loss for words. I'm so happy. Well, I, I was gonna say like we like those were rough years, man. Those those years, um, 
We said we went five and eleven that year. The next year we went four and twelve. So <laughs> like those were rough years, and to have um, you know I've been on a lot of winning teams, but to have those guys be some of my favorite teammates and most memorable moments, it's weird how this game works. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you remember all the the, the winning seasons, but um, you know the the losing seasons seem to be some of my most memorable with um, those guys, Pac Man and all the craziness we had going on, but we still had fun in the NFL. Well, that win over Detroit is why the Titans ended up with Pac-Man Jones. Had the Titans lost that game, that had the number two pick overall. By winning that game, the Titans had the number six pick overall. And instead of selecting Aaron Rodgers, took Pac-Man. Wow. We would, wait. Oh, yeah. A-Rod didn't get drafted to the second round. 24th. Yeah, he fell to 24th. Alex Smith went first. Everybody thought Aaron Rodgers was going to go second. And then when he didn't go second, they thought he was going to go third. When he didn't go third, they thought he was going to go fourth and so on and so forth. Because if you, and and Amy, you might not be old enough to remember it, but it was one of the first really horrible draft coverage moments because Rodgers was sitting there for, and that was 15 minutes per pick. He sat there for four hours waiting to be selected. And the Titans didn't pick him for one reason and one reason only. The Titans had no corners. None. Because they just got rid of Samari. Got rid of everybody. There there was nobody left. There was not a starting corner on the roster because we had had to purge after the 2004 season. We were so up against the salary cap, we had to purge. The Titans actually played the 2005 season with a third of the salary cap taken up by dead money to pay the debts for putting off the cap for years, trying to keep the team together. And and let me say this. I think it was the right move. We had a good team and we had chances to win championships. And then we get to 2004 and we sustained more injuries far and away than any team in the league, end up 5-11, and 11, and ended up having to start all over. But that that's why when we say when you have flexibility in the draft, when you don't have a desperate need, you're you're in a much better place. We, we thought we had a quarterback. Steve McNair was still the quarterback. We didn't know how much longer he was going to play, but at least we had a quarterback. What What we didn't have is we didn't have a corner, didn't have one. And so they had to pick among Rodgers from um, from Auburn, who who ended up going to Washington, and and obviously Pac-Man Jones was at the top of that list too. That's how he ended up here instead of us selecting potentially Aaron Rodgers. Makes sense. Makes oh, history. Sense. oh, history! Oh, history! Oh, history! We're late for a break. When we come back, I promise. Questions from hashtag Titans tonight. The Brad Castle surprise on Detroit week. It only seems fitting. This is Pinnacle Financial Partners Titans tonight with Keith Bullock and Amy Wells on Titans Radio. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. Relive all the action with full game replays. We do it again, we do it again, we do it again. Catch every snap in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Caught for the touchdown. Learn from the pros with film sessions. Once you're in that red zone, it's a chess match. And get access to the NFL Films Archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. As a proud partner of Titans Radio and the Vols, AAA is here to assist with more than just roadside assistance. AAA offers affordable auto insurance that you can customize to fit your needs and your budget. Join the millions of customers who trust AAA in their time of need. Learn more at AAA.com. Insurance. Call 800-222-1134 or visit your local AAA office. Insurance underwritten through Auto Club South Insurance Company, Auto Club Insurance Company of Florida, or non-affiliated insurance companies. Subject to eligibility requirements, policy terms, and conditions. Are you ready for game time? You can win two Titans football tickets courtesy of the Titans Football Radio Network and Shelter Insurance. Contact a participating Shelter Insurance agent and ask them to sign you up for a chance to win. COVID-19 may prevent fan attendance to some games in 2020, but if it opens up, we'll have your chance to win. 
For a list of participating agents, visit shelterinsurance.com slash game time and ask them to sign you up today. Here's NASCAR driver Jeb Burton for State Water Heaters. Hey, race fans, it's Jeb Burton for State Water Heaters. If you need a new water heater and you want the best, you need a State Water Heater. State brand water heaters are both rugged, durable, and available for your home or business. Whether you need gas, propane, or electric, State sets the bar for quality and performance. Log on today at statewaterheaters.com and request a quote. Don't get caught without hot water. Tell them to bring you the best. Bring you a State Water Heater today. More of Pinnacle Titans tonight, live on Titans Radio continues. Keith Bullock says, don't you go anywhere. This is Titans Radio. 104.5 Zone. Welcome back to Titans Tonight with Keith Bullock, presented by Pinnacle Financial Partners. I'm Amy Wells. Keith Bullock is also here, of course, at this show. And Mike Keith is here. We are so excited to take some of your questions from hashtag Titans Tonight on Twitter. There's still time in the show, so keep sending your questions. Keith, after taking a little stroll down memory lane in the last segment, we got a question at hashtag Titans tonight asking, Keith, what's the thing you missed the most about playing ball? And what's one thing you really do not miss? Um, I don't know that I miss any. I don't. I guess for the question's sake, I, I guess I miss being able to make plays on Sunday. Like, you know what I mean? Um, I don't miss practice. You know, in hindsight, I feel like I practice too much. <laughs> um, I don't miss practice. The only thing I don't miss is practice. Like, I didn't mind the interaction with the people in the building. I didn't mind the meetings. I didn't mind all those things. I didn't even really mind practice, but I don't miss practice. I just... Yeah, I guess if anything, I miss making plays on Sunday. That's pretty hype. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a decent answer, though. That's what everybody's playing football for anyway, to make plays right. on Sunday. Here's another question about you as a player. Keith Bullock, if you decided to play offense instead of defense, what style of offense would you have liked to play in? Um, I guess I, the offenses that they run now, because I guess I'd be more of like a, a tight end type possibly, or I wouldn't be as fast as like DK Metcalf or anything like that. But like I'm just saying, because I'm a bigger, I would be a bigger wide receiver. So that's why I'd go with tight end, because I think I would be more of a matchup problem for like linebackers and safeties, whereas fast corners wouldn't have a problem really covering me. So tight end would be it. Speaking of comparisons, it feels like everybody is trying to come up with a comp for A.J. Brown. I heard one today, and I wanted to ask you your thoughts. This person was making the argument that you can compare A.J. Brown stylistically with his game to Terrell Owens. Do you buy it? Um, I see what that person is saying. I buy it in the sense because A.J. Brown is a strider. You know, um, once he gets the ball, he's going to make it happen. He's not trying to be tackled. He's a strider. Um, and when I say strider, he like once he gets going, he's his top speed. He's, he's top speed fast. He's not a burner, boom, catch it and go. But once he gets going, nobody is catching him. Um, T.O. was good. I always thought, like, when I think about it, um, you know, he kind of plays like Anquan Bolden to me. Um, in a sense, like very sure-handed, strong after the run, um, can really well. We haven't been able to see what he can do, but I think he can really do anything that he's asked to do. He just hasn't been asked to do those things yet, and I think that his run after the catch really, really reminds me of Anquan Bolden. Um, I see. I, yeah, I, I lean more towards Anquan just because Anquan was so fierce um, with the run after the catch. I like the Anquan Bolden reference too, because he's so tough. Yeah. And I mean, AJ is a tough player. Like he drags people across the football field and I love it. But I think, I mean, he's a hard guy to tackle because he's thick and he's tough. And I think that Anquan Bolden's a similar style in that he's hard to bring down because 
sheer just will and power, you're yeah. not going to tackle that guy. They're like, look, uh, T.O.'s elite, of, co- of course, he's a Hall of Famer, but um, they're just two different styles. And like you're saying, Amy, um, Anquan, he just played just like A.J. plays with that tenacity where he knows he's better than you. Doesn't matter how many people are around him. He's going to make the play. Um, you know, I just think that as as he gets uh, older and more mature, his game will just get that much more better. And it helps that his buddy over in Seattle pushes him every week. And I know that he watches DK play and he wants to go out there and, you know, do whatever DK did, if not better. And I love the fact that, um, you know, he was wearing a Julio Jones jersey to to the game. And it just shows, um, you know, his, he's very long-sighted. It just shows, you know, where he wants to get and the type of people he was looking up to when he was in high school and at Ole Miss and what he's striving for now as a professional in his second year. And what wins me too, Amy, your post-game interview with him, the the one for the Vrabel show, uh, his comments about Corey Davis, how excited he is for Corey Davis, how up on him he is. You, I, I guess, and, and I'm paraphrasing, but you asked the question about both of them making it to 1,000 yards, and and he said, what, Corey's definitely going to do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't even a, well, if that happens, it'll be really great. He said, oh, no, Corey's got it. Like, he's got this in the bag. He's going to get 1,000 yards. He feels very confident that he is going to get 1,000 yards. He has so much faith in Corey Davis and his abilities the same way that Bullock, you mentioned earlier, he, A.J. Brown knows he's the best guy on the football field. He also knows that Corey Davis is the best guy on the football field. And that, hearing that from him, that there's no competition there, these guys are brothers and they're doing it together, that was very impressive to me. I thought that that was cool, not only as a teammate, but just as a human being who's watching another guy have a really successful career as well and a successful season and being excited for him, not competing him with him in a malicious way. I think that um, AJ has been great for Corey Davis. Um, you know, AJ, I don't know the dynamic of that, of that um, classroom, but I do know that AJ is a dynamic player. Corey Davis was drafted high here. And from what you just story that you just told, um, you know, obviously people were high on AJ. He showed up last year and Corey kind of fell to the back. And I believe that this offseason or wherever it was, you know, AJ was a part of, you know, giving Corey that confidence to come out and play the way that, we, that he's been playing this year. And that's something that Titans fans and I think I know myself has been wanting to and expected to see from um, Corey earlier in his career. But Anytime, sometimes it just takes um, someone else, another catalyst for you, and that would be Corey in this spot to, you know, really get your juices flowing. And like you say, to have that brother camaraderie, someone to push you to uh, maximize your talent. I've, you know, experienced that before myself personally, for sure. Final break and then back to wrap up Titans tonight, presented by Pinnacle Financial Partners with Amy Wells and Keith Bullock on Titans Radio. What's Titans checking like? Picture online banking that's as powerful as a 300-pound tackle, as agile as a receiver dancing down the sideline, and as easy as a wide-open touchdown. That's what it's like. And if you open a Titans checking account with at least $100 and a recurring direct deposit by January 15th, you could get a $200 Titans Pro Shop gift card, which you can use to customize your own jersey. Details at TitansBanking.com. Titans checking from Pinnacle. Play hard. Bank easy. Member FDIC. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. We all make plans. Big plans, little plans, plans to save, plans to walk the dog, plans for after work. Even plans for when our plans go wrong. It seems like we make plans for everything, except ourselves. At Farm Bureau Health Plans, you are the plan. Your health, your smile, your spring and your step, and your family. And that 
is the best plan of all. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Plan on us. Visit FBHP.com. Here's NASCAR driver Jeb Burton for State Water Heaters. Hey, race fans. It's Jeb Burton for State Water Heaters. If you need a new water heater and you want the best, you need a State Water Heater. State brand water heaters are both rugged, durable, and available for your home or business. Whether you need gas propane or electric state sets the bar for quality and performance log on today at statewaterheaters.com and request a quote don't get caught without hot water tell them to bring you the best bring you a state water heater today more titans action happens this weekend and you can talk about it here on pinnacle titans tonight keith bullock mike keith and amy wells are standing by this is titans radio 104.5 Zone They want to mention right now that if you would like to win a Coach Mac bobblehead, we can help you do it. That's right. Farm Bureau Health Plans has produced Dave McGinnis bobbleheads, Coach Mac bobbleheads. If you'd like to win one, Here's how we're going to give them away. Go to TennesseeTitans.com slash OTPQ and submit a question for Coach Mack. On the December 23rd edition of the OTP, we're going to select the best 20 questions and ask them of Coach Mack. If we pick your question for the OTP, you win a Coach Mack bobblehead from Farm Bureau Health Plans. Again, send us your question by visiting TennesseeTitans.com slash OTPQ. Your question must be in by midnight on December the 22nd. Amy Wells, they are already rolling in. Is that accurate? They are rolling in, and we've got some doozies. Um, I'm so excited about this. We've got some great questions. Mike Keith is holding one of the bobbleheads in his hand right now. You want one of these in your life. (laughs) I mean, I'd say it's a good Christmas gift, but you won't want to give it to anybody. You'll keep it for yourself. So just submit a question so you can have your own bobblehead. It's the gift that keeps on giving. And here's the other thing. Don't send a question saying, hey, Coach Mack, can I have a bobblehead? Yeah, that's lame. We're not doing that. That's not how it's going to work. If you're going to cheat the system, at least be creative or funny. Like, don't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or offer money. Come on. Yeah, bribery, that's off the record. All be bribed. No, no, that's very much on the record. No, don't say that. You can't say that. Please send money. No, don't say (laughs) that. I love it. I'll take it. I'll take it and give it to y'all. All right, Keith Bullock, 30 seconds. How do you see the game going this weekend? I see the Titans coming out and really just imposing their will on the Detroit Lions. You know, the first half will, first quarter might, you know, they might get a first down, but I just see the Titans really just dominating this game because they have to. They're in the controller seat. All right. Well, we're going to get to it this weekend, reminding you Titans radio coverage produced by Philip Noel and Brad Willis. Promotion director Marie Bradshaw, director of sales Hunter Rice. General Manager Allison Warren, Operations Manager Charlie Cook, and the Executive Producer of Titans Radio is Rhett Bryan. Titans host the Lions on Sunday, kickoff set for 12.02 Central Time. Titans Countdown hits the air at 11 a.m. Central Time. We hope you'll join us. For Keith Bullock and Amy Wells, Mike Keith says thanks for listening to Titans. Pinnacle Financial Partners, Titans Tonight. Pinnacle Bank, the official bank of your Tennessee Titans. Sign up for Titans Banking exclusively at Pinnacle. Visit TitansBanking.com. Your Titans play again this weekend. Catch it all right here. This is Titans Radio.